Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Who's rapping? Overkeen. Dragons are not overkeen. I'll dice them like a knife, slicing right through an aubergine. My dragon shelf flow is sweeter than a soda stream. You won't believe your eyes. I'm like an overload of dopamine. A broadsword in one hand and a magic spell in the other. I'm the last of the dragonborn. There's no other, my brother, to so run for cover. As a group, everyone's going to see a human centipede? No. All right, say yes if you're going to see human centipede as soon as it comes out. It's already out, and yes. All right, yes. That for you? Yes. You better yes. watch it when I'm not home. I, I hear no one else in this room. all over you. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. No. No. You're Welcome, folks. It. it is Geek Shock number 118. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. Oh, there's no the famous Paul, so 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. Yes, Michael. And Deb. Welcome back, Deb. Good to have your voice on. Good to be here. It's great. Yay, it's been a while. Deb classing Indeed. it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, no Paul. Uh, no Paul so and Deb. This, this should We're be so safe our, for uh, work. Paul was Put this on the PA down. system, folks. Paul was classing it down. Now Deb's going to class it back up. Man. Right? I live with her. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> oh, Burn! You're going to pay for that one later. All right. <laughs> it's going to be it. a long night on the ugly couch. <laughs> so should, should we say why Paul isn't here? Maybe, yeah, let's, maybe, let's maybe a little, have a little here. shout out. Yeah, because uh, he, it's his and Anne's anniversary. Oh, Yay! Congratulations. So congrats. Say, happy anniversary, Paul. Mazel tov. And you're an idiot for trying to come here tonight. <laughs> He won't go into that part. He was going to come anyway. What a good man. What a trooper. Indeed. Oh, what a show trooper. Indeed. It would have been the last thing he ever did in his <laughs> life. But yeah, what a trooper. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this uh, is officially my last uh, podcast uh, appearance. No appearance. Uh, this is uh, this is it for me. No what? more. No more podcasts for me. You guys can carry on. Uh, this is it. Why is that? Yeah, why is that? Skyrim drops Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, there right. it is. <laughs> I have taken the day off work. Yes, that's I've right. I've also taken a paid vacation day for that day. <laughs> he pulled a Mattingly. He pulled a yeah. Mattingly. Yeah. And I will be in Skyrim all day, all oh, week. Man. I might even call in the next day. You will uh, work, definitely have if to you're let us know. Uh, shut off now. Now, let me ask you, is it? can you play it co-op? It's a single player game. Yeah, it's okay. It's just yeah. like Dragon Age. It's it's very much RPG. It's you, you are the star, not your friends, you. Okay, I was just wondering because if I get Skyrim and you get Skyrim, can we work in the same world? I know. No, now no. this is Elder Scrolls 5. Although right? I wouldn't be surprised in the next console generation something like that happens. Mm, that'd be interesting. Now this okay, is only okay. the second Elder Scrolls game for the Xbox, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Okay. correct. Well, what was it put out for well, before that? Yeah, an Xbox 360. Yes. for original Xbox. Right. Okay. Was it, what's the Sorry, progression I of it? Is it no. Morrowind and Daggerfall, or was it the other? All right, way? this is it. There was first Elder Scrolls Arena. Okay. All right. Then Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. Yeah. Morrowind, Oblivion, now Skyrim. I remember Daggerfall was just stupid. It was just so huge. And there was also an action game in there called Red Guard that wasn't all that great. Yeah. But there's a lot of random areas. Daggerfall was a lot of random. But I will say this, man, you got your money's worth on that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy smoke. There has never been a RPG I've seen larger. I think Daggerfall. I know a couple nice. people that are still playing it. Oh, yes. And I would still play it if it would work on my Windows 7 system. There you go. <laughs> so there's nothing worse than buying a game and playing through it in 24 hours, and you're like, why did I just spend $50? That's why I spend Gamefly. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> right there. Yeah. In fact, I just sent back this horrible shooter. I believe... I played it while Jeff was like getting ready in the shower. Like I played it in 15 minutes. I was like, "Yep, that's not for me." 
It was this. I can't even remember the name of it. It was all in Japanese. See, that's how most of my PSP games. It's really frustrating because I only have my PSP for when we travel. Okay. And so I only ever buy secondhand games from GameStop. Makes sense. But most of them, I pop in, and <laughs> ten minutes later, I pop it right back out. I can't. Because it sucks. Or handheld it games, really man. sucks. It's like two D. First of all, most of them aren't. Even, a lot of the ones I've picked up aren't even. You know. Really? And um, you know, it, it's almost mostly like old school, like Coleco, where it's like side view, bounce Platform up and down. Yeah, yeah, you know. And after Probably getting so used to all of the other new games, you can't. I can't play that anymore. It's just now. It doesn't happen very often, but there's occasionally a game that you get that you play through in like a day or two that you do enjoy, but then you're still like, I'm still glad I got it from Gamefly because yes. otherwise I'd be out sixty bucks. Yeah, games that are uh, that don't have a high replay value doesn't happen no very mul- often. No multiplayer. What's what's terrible is it's made me a mediocre game player. Like I will <laughs> I will play because th- I will buy games that are great. Yeah, and, you know, and then they will shut on my shelf and not get played because they sent me another game to play a mediocre game that i'm like well it's good enough to play through uh not bad enough to send back so i'll go ahead and play through it that way i had you know i've gone through the game send it back to the next one me in the meanwhile deus ex is sitting on my shelf i was I just gonna say deus ex is <laughs> still not even open yet. yeah i would argue that that doesn't make you a a, a mediocre game player or gamer as it were i think that would just make it so that you gamefly is making it so that you don't have a attention span anymore because you want to get the next greatest thing. No, it's not so much that as you're with Gamefly. Gamer. You're a decent at games. No, no, I'm not, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a poor game pl- player, Paul's but I play player. mediocre games. Right, but no, I would say it's more <laughs> like he wants to play it and try it so he can send it back and get the next one. Yeah. yeah. But then, so, so he can play the other in between, but as soon as the next one comes in the mail, he feels obligated to play it. This is this is exactly, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you want to get your money's worth, unlike exactly. you know, the reason I quit Netflix, because someone sat on Frost Nixon for like oh my God. two months. <laughs> <laughs> watched the damn movie. Oh my God. Okay, the whole point of having the ones that delivered was I watched them at work when I used to have my really crappy, boring-ass job, and since I got laid off last summer... I don't watch them anymore. I have more things to do with my time. So I sit on the TV. Get laid off from work and, oh, it really cut into my movie watching. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, yeah. American dream, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You cut off Netflix, Barry? No, No, I cut off the the DVDs. I still have it on the Oh, yeah. We we couldn't live without the Netflix (laughs) on our Xbox. Yeah, I I have a movie (laughs) up there that I haven't sent back, and I've had it for like a month and a half. It happens, man. See, it's not just me. Yeah, well, but I don't live with him. What's terrible? <laughs> I have too much stuff to do, Quite. and I don't. Th- when well, I have the time, I don't think about the fact that I have a movie over here I need to watch and send see, back. See, exactly. Thank you very much. I don't care. And it's not like there's not distractions <laughs> in this place. There's no distractions in here. <laughs> now, see, the difference between this place and my place is I've seen all my damn movies. <laughs> Half of these you haven't seen. You just collect. No, them. a quarter of these ends. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's the one you haven't seen. Targo, he's just talking lucky. about actually watched, not having seen Maybe the cover. Maybe he puts all the ones he hasn't oh, seen. Oh, wait. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I thought you meant the, un, the, the unwrapped ones. <laughs> there's There's got to be more than half that you have not seen. That's here. not true. That's I've seen, I would say, I've seen over half of these easily. Okay, well, let's start with the do, shelf above. I yeah, think you no, need to do not, <laughs> We're not going one by one. Unless I want the counting of what I own. Yes. Which I have yeah. to do now. How long do would it take you guys to inventory this? Not very long because I actually, whenever I get a DVD, I have a database that I enter oh, yeah. it in. So it's oh, that's cool. Yeah, he so logs boom. it in. Just, you just need to go through it and check. 
Insurance purposes, man. This collection is insured. He used to have a rental system, too. Like, people would borrow movies, and he'd put it up in that software that says that it was out on loan. We still have one of yours. I still have one of yours. What do we have of his? And a book now. Miss? No, The Miss? Yes. And I have Invincible, which I read like in like three days, and I have to bring it back because it's awesome. I got to give you Super Gods back, too. What, uh, what geeky things you do, guys? I listened to this podcast, and it was really interesting. They were interviewing Peter Atkinson, who was the ah. CEO of WotC back when it bought D&D. And uh, of the things he talked about, the interesting thing was they were like, what was the one thing that didn't happen that you wish had happened while you were there? Because he, he actually uh, sold the company to Hasbro and then left WotC a year after they released 3rd Edition. And it was really funny because he said the D&D MMO. And they asked him to explain, and he said they had a studio together, and they were actually looking at making a D&D MMO <laughs> and releasing it uh, right around that time. And this was before World of Warcraft went up. Okay, so like and, just after EverQuest then. Yeah, and it was Ooh. sort. It was like it was like they actually could have been poised to totally take over that phenomenon, but Hasbro had taken a beating on some of its interactive stuff that it had tried putting up that they quashed doing any kind of computer thing. And that's led to WotC licensing to, uh, well, not Atari, but Infogram. Infogrames. Yeah, and uh, Infogames. And, um, and, and that led to all that stuff, and it never turned up. Now, Ad- Atkinson's actually a pretty, pretty level businessman, and he said, you know, we may not have had uh, World of Warcraft success. We, we might have tanked, they might have eaten us up anyway, but we never got a chance to challenge him, and we never hmm. got a chance to put our foot in there, and that's, a one, that's one thing he kind of regrets. It would have been nice well, to see. Been. I don't think they would have been as successful, but knowing the, the previous Hasbro properties and how much that they sunk into those, and they just need to sink, like, whatever they did, Ten times as much. Yeah, because Blizzard put everything. In Hasbro, Hasbro did not want to. Yeah, they they had no interest. And they didn't have the, uh, they didn't have the knowledge that uh, Blizzard did because they came off of Diablo and World of Warcraft, like the strategy games, and they had this mythos. And the, the BattleNet experience. Yeah, and yeah, all Battle that. Net. So I'm kind of glad they didn't. You know what? I take that back. I wish they tried and failed because then D and D Online now might have been better. Mm, I just true. don't like it now. Partially has to do with Eberron, but not true. That, you yeah. know. So, so that was and that was inter- So that was interesting. And, and, and you know, I, I really should before we get into the main show, turn it over to Jeff because Jeff actually <laughs> got me back this week for all the all the horrible things that he I did to him. Just a little. That it was wasn't. Like, it was like you know what? But you know what? It it's, was it was a a a. Slash in the win column. It's good, yeah, it's one slash mark in the win column for me versus the how many for you. So anyway. okay, I'll, I'll I'll paint it back. I went on a uh, a cruise vacation, hence why we didn't have uh, the show last week. And I came back all you know relaxed and happy, and I was on a boat. All right, I got home. <laughs> I went to the bathroom as one tends to do, and there in my glassed-in shower were a plethora of colorful balloons all blown up by hand. Hefe, do you know what a plethora <laughs> is? What turns out to be 99 of them, if you want to see a picture, it's on our Facebook site. Uh, oh, yeah. Jeff was 
kind enough to put that. Now, did up. you write each shit on each one of those balloons? <laughs> uh, I was gonna write "fuck you, Bristow" on each one. You should have. Uh, we would have helped you. I would have been even told more us impressed about that. Well, you, you know, gotten two in the win column for that. That was that. That was my test run. Test versus, run. Well, I because I I was contemplating other things. I wanted to see how that went before I. Like setting his room on fire. uh, (laughs) Without burning down the building, that would be awesome. That's cool. He's put foil all over the place. Never mind. Yeah, that wouldn't help you. uh, Yeah, so it struck me one night. I'd actually thought about doing it before, but I... Just uh, the opportunity and the time wasn't there, so yeah, I didn't have the opportunity be... to get back at him either because I was busy all week and so I was dead because I owe him pretty fucking big excuses. Too. We owe him plus uh, plus uh, so. Agnello was in town, so yeah, you know, we were hanging with him. But I blame uh, Agnello. But uh... <laughs> oh, I miss Agnello. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah, all of us. We actually got to see Greg too last week. Yeah, for goodness sakes. I know. A happy man. He I is know. a happy man. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom. And Tom, Tom too. oh my goodness! And Missed Tom it. was a Tom was a reasonably happy man. This yeah, day. this all happened because I was on the boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. There you go. Take the hand. Shit, Tor goes out of town. Let's party Let's it up. Party it up. Yeah, we're all coming to town. <laughs> anyway, so I had to go to Walmart anyway for shopping. This is like you know. So Let's be clear. Is this a story that ends with you filling the thing with balloons? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because anything that begins with you know, Walmart, it's funny how like, I'll try to start a story and I keep getting interrupted, so then I tend to insert more details in there. Yeah, so, so let does him this finish, tell Barry. you anything, Barry? Let him finish. Nope. <laughs> nope. It just makes it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep bitching about it then. So I was in line. I saw some gum. I considered buying anyway. the gum, but it was the, that, that kind of gum with the green, yellow, the red, the juicy, weird, off And I remember gum. how they like first nothing. developed gum and how it became popular throughout the U.S., and I was just wondering, wow. And you know, there's a pretty long line at the Goom department store, and I should probably just be thankful that I'm not in a bread line or anything like that, and I really like bread. Are you done? <laughs> I thought this was my story, but hey, if you want to, if you want to fill in the details, go right ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so there I was in the Congo. <laughs> no, so I, 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 I ran over to the party section and uh, discovered that they had large bags of balloons for very cheap, and I was like, hmm. So I came home, got a little air pump out in the uh, storage shed, so started pumping some up, filling the shower. And I got it like to the top, and I'm like, "Well, I still have to get some more in here," because I was I was like right around 95 ish when I got to the top. He's pushed for 99. I, I was pushing for 99. So long story short, got 99 <laughs> balloons filled. <laughs> took took me the thing that most people don't seem to believe, and and this is the God's honest truth. It took me an hour to do that. Oh my and God! That's, that's all. That's all it took me. Wow. You filled the thing with balloons. That's tried, awesome. You hand tied. He definitely could have done a lot more. Uh, that to see, you, that would be didn't. the part that would annoy the little oh, shit that out of was, me. That was the hardest part yeah. because <laughs> the inflating <laughs> of the balloons. I've got a two-stroke pump that like. Whoa! <laughs> two-stroke. We said we we're going to keep this classy, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Deb. Apologies. It inflates well, in both directions. Okay, so, so I see where the punchline is now that I've been waiting for. You have a two-stroke pump. <laughs> so two days. stroke Jeff. And no longer happily Jeff. ever after. Wah, wah, wah. Awesome. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that, yeah it, that was the worst part, yeah, Christian. No, was tying it off around my fingers. Um, I finally, at one point, just realized if I stretched my fingers a little bit while I was tying it around there, I could, you know, pull the stem through and then 
slip it out without hurting my fingers too bad. But yeah, by the end of that hour, I'm like, this whole thing I could not hurt I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to I know. I can tell. <laughs> Just Michael's over there, like red. His face is so red because he's trying to hold it in. The blue knot. Is that what you were going for? <laughs> wow. Because at oh. one point I thought of filling his room. <laughs> this is a story <laughs> about you tying fucking balloons, Jeff. I tied the balloon and then I put another one up. I tied that one. This one I tied in a semi-circular fashion. I call, me, me, me. I call this one a win in my column. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your balloon would your room would have been full of balloons if my fingers could uh, oh, that been awesome. withstand now, the pain. Although, you know, I will put the addendum on this, the, the finishing touch. Uh... My bathroom is very echoey, okay, and you can hear the, the <laughs> condo beneath us very well. It's so I pop the first balloon and it is deafening. All right, and it's that singular quick pop that is very, very similar to a single pistol round, right, or a car backfire. Yes, and so exactly. I'm like, I've got all these balloons to go through, and that didn't factor into my decision to do that at all. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> So I, I have my hobby knife and I'm cutting through them going, my God, they must think I'm killing Jeff downstairs. I am surprised you bed. actually didn't get a knock on your door from the police. Then I'd have noticed you and then that would have upped everything. And actually, it's time for news you don't give a shit about since he's going to shit in my bed. I was going to saran wrap your bed, but I couldn't find those big rolls. No, oh, that's a... Uh, I know where to find them. The big nice. rolls. Yeah. Uh, news you don't give a shit about, a 50-year-old Croatian man had to obtain medical assistance after he experimented with a sex game that resulted in a two-centimeter round anti-aircraft shell stuck in his anus. What? what? Did he win the game? <laughs> <laughs> How do you judge that? <laughs> I don't know, Barry. What's Why don't sex, you tell us? What, what sex game is using I, ammo? Yeah. Oh. Doctors removed the shell, which measured in a uh, 11 centimeters in length, and uh. handed the explosive sex toy over to the police anti-explosive unit. Wow. Uh, police haven't released many details, but what more do you really need to know? That's <laughs> awesome. 11 centimeters? Yep. So Somebody it was an unfired. 2.5 centimeters to the inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so two centimeters nice. wide. And Eleven long. Yeah, three oh, quarters two, two of an wide? inch. Yeah, yeah, it's three so it's quarters small. of it's an a, inch. It's a little plug. Diameter. Just a little plug. I don't want it. Live round. Live round. <laughs> why? Well, why, that's why, how why? hard it was core they are in Eastern Europe. I understand folks. it was a game, but it's still a live <laughs> wait, 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 wait. round. No latex butt plugs. Listen, they just shove. A game is normally played with two or more people. Who else yeah. was involved yeah, in this? Yeah, see, we play D and D on Monday nights. Theirs involves a shell game. Okay, they just had. I'll bring one the next time around. They had just had a, a, a marathon of Jackass the movie. They watched oh. all oh. three of them. Oh, yes. Croatia? That That's was, why they yeah. put that thing at the beginning. It's Do number one new it. movie Actually, in Croatia. It sounds more like Steve-O <laughs> by himself. Uh, Wasn't that Ryan Dunn that did that with the, the toy car? What, what else I think happened so. at this game? Yeah. Is this like well, a he's the only one who survived. Is, is that how it ended? Yeah. That's how you judge the winner. You were alive. to the hospital last. The round <laughs> didn't go off and blow your head off. Did it involve a spinner, dice, or pop-o-matic? I don't Maybe. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a spinner game. Yeah, I think yes. so. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. uh, the old pop-o-matic. <laughs> I know you don't give a shit about RK Beverages. Presents the world's first alcohol-free whiskey. What? Why? Why? 
The forthcoming beverage is targeted at people who, for either medical, religious, or personal reasons, do not consume alcohol but still want whiskey. <laughs> Instead of the normal distilling process, uh, RK has opted to go with the artificial artificial flavoring route, meaning that their whiskey is 100% alcohol-free as well as FDA certified. It also comes in either bottle or can. Their marketing slogan is, don't drink and drive unless it's RK. That's okay. so Artificial-flavored whiskey is ridiculous. I'm sorry. If he just... would not be driven to murder, I would... <laughs> Buy all of that and then one oh. night replace Barry's entire cash. <laughs> I was just oh. thinking that yeah. I would kill you. I was I just would thinking that that like you know the the old. T- uh, <laughs> I used to see Barry with a bottle. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's not God working. I was God just thinking it. the old Folgers Crystals commercials. We've secretly replaced. Yep, like, exactly. Deb secretly replaced all of Barry's scotch with. Either that's or it'd be really funny to whiskey. see Barry get shit faced off a of fake whiskey <laughs> <laughs> on game night, and they go, "Barry, you've actually been drinking alcohol-free whiskey." What? <laughs> what? You, but see, I think you can probably taste the difference. I'm thinking you can taste. You think so? <laughs> you think I can taste the difference between non-alcoholic fucking whiskey, which is almost like rubbing alcohol as it is? Christ! But I don't think it's so. Much, I think it's the artificial flavoring. Whiskey gets its good flavor from being in barrels. You'd have to have an artificial burn as well. Exactly, because, because otherwise it doesn't have the same flavor. Yeah, you're not oh. gonna. If you this don't is get the that stupidest idea, ever. Burn that heat. <laughs> well, you can guarantee you're the stupidest idea ever. Well, there are people. I actually <laughs> do know a couple in, people in that are allergic oh, yeah. to alcohol. <laughs> so for them, it's helpful because they can't actually drink real whiskey. Well, I know a guy who has Crohn's disease. Terrible, and he can't really drink alcohol. Right. So he drinks iced tea, which tastes good. Artificial fucking whiskey probably tastes really bad. What's the point? But at least oh, we have to get some of this for the show. Oh, you can guarantee. I can guarantee you. The moment this comes out, it is making an appearance and what's going to my mouth. I yeah. will try it. Of course you will. I will absolutely. I will make try you. it, and Absolute. I will tell you exactly what's wrong no. with it and we why you're an asshole. We do a blind taste test. <laughs> we blindfold Barry. And we put both glasses in front of him. That's a fun idea. Just like the old <laughs> Pepsi challenge. That's yes. a fun idea. Which one is the real one? Which one am I going to glass Jeff with? I can, I, I can get behind that. I'll be behind the entirely. camera. Entirely. I'll have to be there for that. Yeah, That's easy. Awesome. I'll do that any day. <laughs> uh, let's see. And the uh, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, Montegrappa is the oldest Italian manufacturer of fine and expensive writing instruments. And Sylvester Stallone is known mostly for his acting and extensive experience in not designing pens. The new limited edition pen designed by Stallone, Chaos, features an overly ornate surface with intricate carvings of skulls, snakes, snakes, skulls, and what looks like fire, (laughs) maybe a dragon. And aeroplanes, what? Available in 18 karat gold and or sterling silver, the pen costs a mere five thousand dollars. Why? Bird, snakes and aeroplanes. Why? It's 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 a. It really is. Because you've it got look, an extra five thousand dollars lying around. It looks like it's designed by a fourteen-year-old. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where to begin. Why? Does he? Uh, he he's. Does he have that kind of fan base? No. Does he have Maybe that kind in of Italy fan base he does. That says, but see, the fan base he has, I would think, wouldn't have Europe. the kind of money to throw away on a pen like that. Does he know how to use it? <laughs> does it come with ink? He does. And, and I tell you what, I went to the website, the, and and it is you. The moment you get to that website, it is a multimedia extravaganza. It's a pen of music with him holding the pen. 
him sitting Isn't wearing one of their bed. watches. Write him something with Ooh. the other accessories they sell, but it's it, it the music was out of the Godfather. It was it was a sight to behold. Now and now one of the cool things about this pen though is it's a two stroke pump. <laughs> that's interesting maybe it's worth 5,000 maybe he channels his character from Tango and Cash and tries to be that whole well written well dressed smart Stallone I don't remember Tango and Cash I do he's I do. actually right he was well dressed he missed well his read. wardrobe it wasn't bad he did miss his wardrobe that is right who was in that with him Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Russell oh yeah and what's her name from uh uh, Desperate Housewives. Was Tori Hatcher Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher, yeah. Terry Hatcher. Tori Hatcher. Terry Hatcher played uh, Stallone's sister. That... And Jack Palance, right? Yep, Jack yeah. Palance was in it. And the... news you don't give a shit about. Uh, Burger King Japan is offering a Whopper the size of a pizza. Why? Actually called wow. the Pizza Size Burger. Measures in at 8.8 .8 inches. And sports four overlapping Whopper patties between buns that are probably supposed to be easily separable for sharing purposes. Oof. The buns will come with the usual accoutrements, uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, ketchup. There are two versions of the huge Whopper available, the first being the fresh avocado burger, which features yeah. slices of avocado, while the cheese nacho version features cheese sauce, jalapeno peppers, and tortilla chips. The pizza-sized Whopper will cost you $21.50. So Hope. that's Nacho Burger. Oh, oh, they're old. Now, uh, everyone, Move. in honor of Paul Mattingly, have a drink and insert gratuitous Asian uh, racist. <laughs> oh, you eat your burger right here. You eat pizza you like go. burger. Okay. Oh, you wait, can't wait, do wait. it, Barry. I can't do it like Paul. I'm not, Paul I'm not as awful as Paul. Is it made from the shit burgers that their uh, their scientists figured? Oh. Out? Well, Burger King, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> But, but my <laughs> guess is this is a test market. We're going to see these eventually in the States, I think. I doubt so, it. Because they've been giving us such horrible shit. Yeah, but over here, it would cost so we, too much money for them to make it worth it. I didn't know that no the one's Japanese buy that were... Burger. I didn't know that the Japanese were gluttons like, like we are. They envy... Well, they don't envy. But they really pay attention to American culture, a lot of the Japanese. And, yeah. and now they've been watching Man vs. Food? Exactly. <laughs> Probably. Probably exactly. real export. But you did say it appears like it was meant to be pulled apart to be shared, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a party burger. The whole, a it's yeah, a party burger. Party burger! Party burger! Although, Woo! This is Vegas, and once upon a time... Mm. I'll take at, two slices. Uh, was it Castaways? I can't remember which they hotel have a it was. They here in town. They did have that size of burger available. Yeah. With the bun that size, too. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, there's some place in Town Square now that has like a four-foot-long burrito yeah. that's like for the whole table to share. Nah, bless them. There's a bunch of places in town that have those challenges, well, food challenges. Ever yeah. since Man vs. Food came to Vegas, a lot of more have come out with them. We already, already talked it. about I that like on it. the show, the pizza one that I did. Oh, yes, you did. Hurt me. Failed. <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> failed. Yes, All right. I failed. Let's do Week and Geek. There we go. Yay. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Irish airline Ryanair CEO Michael O'Leary is looking to make flying with his company just a little more enjoyable. To that end, he's, look he's, you know, he's looking to provide a smartphone and tablet app for passengers that would uh, grant them access to entertainment options, including some uh, controversial additions like video games and gambling. Also, porn. While you're flying? Yes. God bless him. What's wrong with video games and gambling? I... I, I I think you're missing the, the it's just the lead into porn <laughs> it's the lead into porn 
There's but nothing see, wrong with the first he, two. I think and there's nothing wrong with porn okay, either. Case in point, Barry and I, the last time we were coming back, when we were flying a few weeks ago and we came back from New York. Mm-hmm. The guy next to us in the plane flat out asked Barry, I watch South Park. I'm going to be watching it on my laptop. Is it going to bother you? I'm wearing a Comic-Con t-shirt. Very courteous. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, seriously? So could you imagine, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I'm going to be watching some porn while we're flying, and if I have my wing out, I'm sorry. I apologize, but uh, is that okay with you? I'm going to need two I don't know if that scenario would quite go that way. (laughs) Probably be more bow chicka bow wow. So I'm going to be watching some porn. There you go. (laughs) Mike, you're an asshole. And if you want to jump in, (laughs) feel free. I never understood why they sell like Playboy and Hustler at the at the airport, I who's, agree. It's a little. What do you mean you don't understand the why they What do? if you have a six hour layover and you want to spend some time in the restroom? Actually, one of these times, I think I want to be. Restroom. I want to be that guy. If like purposely get that and then be very obvious about it, reading it very openly <laughs> to to everyone. Sitting and just, next to a kid. Oh no! Yeah. I just like the well, article. inside, you have a comic book. And, and I reading, need. And I really need. Every <laughs> yeah. Scientific American covered covered by the Playboy. <laughs> I don't want people to know I'm a nerd. <laughs> no, it's more for the reaction. You yeah, don't really I want care someone what to it, film it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really care what it contains. You just want the reaction. So you're reading yeah. something you really want to read while everybody else thinks you're reading something else. And you have to make sure you do the centerfold and fold too. And I would there. hope, I would hope that someone would say, excuse me, I think that's inappropriate for you to be reading on the airplane. So I can just say, I bought it at the airport. <laughs> but I bought it at the gift shop. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. it's not for the airplane reading, why was it available? Exactly. It was right there on the shelf next to the register. You'll make friends around you, that's for sure. All right. And now look at this spread. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, researchers have demonstrated a vulnerability in the computer systems used to control facilities at federal prisons that could allow an outsider to remotely take them over, doing everything from opening and overloading cell door mechanisms to shutting down internal communication systems. I really hope they fix this problem by the time this article has reached us. Yes. <laughs> Tiffany Rad, Tag Newman, and John Stroh have presented their research on October 26th at the Hacker Halted Information Security Conference in Miami, uh, worked in Newman's basement to develop the attacks that could take control of prison's industrial control systems and pro- pro- uh, programmable logic controllers. They spent less than $2,500 and had no previous experience in dealing with those technologies. The researchers. They could have been masterminds. They could have been awesome criminals, and they oh. decided to just turn it over. Yeah. They, what, they... What, <laughs> what nice, upright citizens. Well, what are they going to do? Free people from prison? There's really not a lot of money in that. Uh, there <laughs> is if there's certain people in prison that people pay money You're not seeing SWAT? You're not yeah. thinking right. You're not thinking right. So, what do you got? Think, think uh, right. Let's see. Okay, let's see. The searchers. Insert uh, SWAT music here. Uh, they began their work after Stroh was called in by a warden to investigate an incident in which all the cell doors in one prison's death row spontaneously opened. Holy mackerel. While the computers that are used for the system control the data acquisition systems that control prison doors and other systems, in theory, should not be connected to the internet, the researchers found that there was an internet connection associated with every prison system they surveyed. <laughs> In some cases, prison staff used the same computers to browse the internet. In others, the companies that had installed the software had put connections in place to do remote maintenance on the systems. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They okay. all do that. But even in the absence of an internet connection, the researchers <laughs> found an attack could be brought in on a flash drive and introduced to the network, either through social engineering mm. or through the actions of a bribed guard or other prison employee. Quote, you could open every cell door 
and the system would be telling the control room that they are closed. Holy mackerel. A a former CIA operations officer told the Times. Uh, He said that he thought the greatest threat was that the system would be used to create the conditions needed for the assassination of a target prisoner. You know, oh, you know oh, what's interesting right is okay. you, you make a movie about that, and critics would—that'd probably be the first thing they jump on. The unbelievable assertion that they <laughs> yeah. and someone could get on the yeah. internet and open up all the prison doors. It's just a series of tubes. I was wondering if how if that You're article is going to address tubes. that, because uh, I I watched on uh, Discovery like I want to say a year ago when they were building a supermax, and one of the things they kept saying when they were talking about the computer system is like. Well, this system can't be hacked because it's not connected to anything outside the prison. Somebody right. would have to break into the prison in order to hack the system. It can't be hacked from the outside. And I, I thought that was, I was about to bring that up when you read that line. Yay, that updates. Had, yeah. See, that's, that's why it's almost a good reason to leave things kind of, those types of things anyway, old school. Manual, everything. Yeah. There's a lever. You have to be there yep. to physically open, close it. Pull the lever to electrocute the dude. Absolutely. Well, I mean, part electrocute. Of it. I don't worry about him anymore. Electrocution is the most wasteful thing ever. My God, the, <laughs> the price of, of a firing squad so is much that cheaper. You, yeah. Well, part squad. of the reason they've automated it is to save money because they can have fewer guards on duty, which saves the state's yeah, money. Yeah, I know. What about I an know. Axe it's man. A lot of money. Price. There's not even the price of a bullet. You get one axe. You can it's have good one forever. guard that would replace five guards, and it's. How the Increases the profit budget. margin of the company that built and run the prison. Yeah. It's all true. privatized now, too. Yeah. It's like the military. Prisons are tall. Just push them off the building. You know it. <laughs> all right, Kirsten actually turned me on to this story. Um, movie, what? yes. What? Yeah, you turned me on, Kirsten. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. Hey, wow. hey, I'm going to watch some porn on my laptop, uh, Todd, while Not, you read this uh, story. Uh, if uh, you I, want. too, have a two-stroke pump. Okay. <laughs> 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 Movie studio executives are not known for carpet bombing their own films, not in public anyway. <laughs> so it's something of a shock to hear the way Universal's Ron Mayer describes some of the flicks his outfit is responsible for, from Cowboys and Aliens to Land of the Lost. Uh, talking to a crowd at the Savannah Film Festival, Mayer took aim at some recent Universal films. Quote, we are making a lot of shitty movies, unquote, he said. Every one of them breaks my heart. On John Favreau's Cowboys and Aliens, starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, quote, Cowboys and Aliens wasn't good enough. Forget all the smart people involved in it. It wasn't good enough. All those little creatures bouncing around were crappy. I thought it was a mediocre movie. And we all did a mediocre job with it. I have to take first responsibility because I am part of it. But you couldn't have had more talented people involved in Cowboys and Aliens. But it took, you know, True. ten smart and talented people to come up with a mediocre movie. It just happens. Unquote. I appreciate his honesty. On Land oh, of- oh, dude, it, it, it does get oh, yes. better. On Land of the Lost, starring Will Ferrell, quote, Land of the Lost was just crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no excuse for it. The best intentions all went wrong. Cowboys and Aliens didn't deserve better. Uh, Land of the Lost didn't deserve better. Scott Pilgrim did deserve better, but it just didn't capture enough of the imaginations of people, unquote. But Meyer saved his real ire for The Wolfman, oh. directed by Captain America's just, Joe Johnson. I actually just watched that today. It was on HBO. Starring Anthony Hopkins, Benicio Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... Yeah. I want to know your review, I know your review versus uh, Meyer's Okay, here. well, <laughs> let's put it this way. I w- it was one of those movies I kind of had in the background. I was working, <clears throat> and I definitely could actually get my work done. Okay, it, so it really didn't hold hold your attention. It didn't really hold my attention. All right, yeah. Well, and then I you're could still I watching could... movies while you work. 
Yes. So it's, the blurb you from need Deb. To get in Dead Deb's profession. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah, really? Stop. <laughs> My God. Stop wasting your this time. Amazing. And I get paid well for it too. So Deb's uh, Deb's blurb, it didn't hold my attention. Uh, the blurb from Meyer is, one of the worst movies we ever made was Wolfman. It's one of those movies, the moment I saw it, I thought, what have we all done here? That movie was crappy. Which was so disappointing because it had Anthony Hopkins, Hugo Weaving. Like you said, all that talent gets Oh my God. Oh, it gets better. Continuing the quote, <laughs> the cast was awful, the director was wrong, Benicio stunk. It all stunk. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. You don't have a lot of people attacking the directors and the actors. Wow. And Wow. See, I don't think they stunk so much as it was just, why would they sign on to that role? That's what I was wondering the whole time. I'm like, why Ka-ching. did Anthony Hopkins do this? Ka-ching. Yeah. Oh. Universal you know, I, has a lot of money. It's, it, 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 it's, it's worth pointing out that after, when he was promoting Thor... Hopkins actually said, and Thor, of course, came after Wolfman. Right. He actually said, "I enjoy. I got back to enjoying making movies again." Ah! Yeah. He yes, actually he did. said he had fun and really enjoyed it, and was enjoying making movies again. That's right. Thor, I remember that. Is that what yeah. He said? Hey, let's not forget the reason Sean Connery left acting was because of his experience with the League of Gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I I hate to admit it, but Land of the Lost is not a great movie, but it's kind of fun. It's, I've watched it a couple well, of times. See, they turned it into a cheesy theme because it has, for yeah. one, Will Ferrell. You they, can make they, it cheesy. They did the make the fun route. Yeah. I, I, the they first the time I saw route. it, yeah. I, was just, I watched it out of curiosity, and I'm like, God, this is an awful movie. But then I caught it again like on Cinemax or something, and I sat there and watched it. I'm like, you know, this is actually kind of funny. I mean, it's, I find it's, that's very similar with a lot of Will Ferrell's movies. I'll, it's I'll, really I'll it silly, first, yeah. But. So, uh, so Step Brothers, no. Step Brothers was just bad. No, Paul loves it. it. So, watch the Myers, Myers blurb yeah, was Land of the Lost was crap. Jeff's blurb, it was kind of funny. <laughs> the second time. You had, to, <laughs> you had to watch it twice when to really enjoy it. When you realized what it was, you were watching. Well, Jesus Christ, that, man. That was an awesome recommendation. Watch it twice before you judge it. <laughs> the second time. See, here's, here's, here's the dichotomy between me and Jeff. I don't. Uh, I don't watch my movies enough. He watches his movies too much. Yes. <laughs> well, like I said, so it I, balances I, out. I had the second time I saw it was I had I was doing work on the computer and I had that on in the background. Ah, so. the Deb syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I can... kept like giggling at the jokes. And... I have hard enough time watching movies twice when I like them. God, what possesses yeah, someone? Yeah, very, very I'm surprised can't you don't do watch it. movies more often, given your shitty memory. Did I watch this he, movie? He doesn't <laughs> like, I should watch it again. Jeff, he can't sure. make himself sit still long enough to watch it unless he really, really wants to see it. He can't sit still, period. He's having trouble sitting still right now. Okay, yeah. Well, jittery. we both kind of have that problem. Ahead. You know what you know will fix that? Hmm. Warhammer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I am all for it. I, am all for it. I will paint his figures for him. There you Holy go. crap. What's the point? And no, you won't because I got you all those paints and you haven't painted anything yet. Yeah, because we moved. Okay, we're moved. Now we're there. We live but in all your house. shit is still in boxes. I'll give you something to paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You just used the we're already moved excuse when I asked you to oh. send me some graphics. Oh. And you're like, oh, 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 my oh, oh, so completely oh, different. Oh, oh, totally different. Completely different. I don't know. I think office, you should move on. That would have been the thing I, <laughs> I think you should move on. First <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my tablet. <laughs> I don't need my office. <laughs> I think you should move on. The office is set up now, by the way. Uh, moving on. Forever a week. Could you shut up? 
A recent study in the Kimberly Clark's Healthy Workplace Project found that gas pump handles are the foulest things most Americans come in contact with on a daily basis. Yes. I need to find my gloves. I would agree. This was a stiff competition, as the other surfaces examined in the study included public mailboxes, handrails on escalators, and the Ooh. buttons on ATMs. Uh, while these three ranked in the top four, they were beaten soundly by gas pump handles. The study was fairly simple, using swab samples taken from several public ob- objects in which people have frequent contact. Researchers looked for signs of bacteria or viruses. Specifically, the researchers were looking for endocene tryptophate, which is, according to Reuters, signals the presence of animal, vegetable, bacteria, yeast, or mold cells. When it came to gas pumps, the levels were high enough that researchers believe it could be a site or, of disease transmission. In the words of the project leader, Dr. Kelly Earhart, it comes down to the fact that nobody cleans the things you're going to touch on a daily basis, unquote. I think it's mostly because, for one, people travel with their animals in the car. So they pet their animal and they get out and they pump their gas. Or they're eating a sandwich or a burger. Or picking they their get, nose. Or picking their nose. They get out and they pump their gas. But, you know, most people will use sanitizer after they've touched it. But they don't really think I about it. I don't think yeah. most people do. See, that's oh, I why I splash I gasoline okay. all over I my hands when I'm done filling up. I will use hand sanitizer <laughs> because, it, yeah. yeah. And let's face it. But, uh, who hasn't stopped to get gas and saw some really filthy, nasty, awful person or a homeless guy pumping, walking around. Pumping gas I was going to say, they probably car. hit the gas station, the one gas station where that homeless guy yeah. pumps gas for yeah. money. They're constantly like trying to wash your windows or bank change or whatever as soon as you get out of your car. That's right. Because you automatically have money because you're, you're putting gas in your car. And so. then they go over and lick the pump handle. Yeah. You know what? Wipe their ass. Raspberry. And take it out and wipe their ass with it. Yeah. I try to wash my hands after every time I go to the gas station because, well, Apart from the smell. Jeff, you're it, OCD. It looks, you're lucky you're well, not washing yes. your hands every five minutes. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Some things. I uh, feel you should just embrace those uh, gas pumps. Get it in there. Fight pick it up disease. and lick it. B- build, yeah. you got to build your build immune immunity. System. Yeah. you got to build your immune system. I try and, and be the one guy who shows up at the hospital from that failed sex game with the gas pump <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> He's building his immunity. It's like that Beavis and Butthead episode. It was, it was a two-stroke like, pump. Like 20 different yeah. diseases. <laughs> two-stroke pump. Uh, Andy Serkis' incredible motion capture performance was one of the reasons for Rise of the Apes' 453 million box office haul. Great. And 20th Century Fox has rewarded its Simeon star with a seven-figure salary to return. Hey. When Fox saw the receipts from Apes and the sequel was ordered, Serkis was the first key element locked in. Uh, Circus has elevated motion capture acting to a fine art since stunning debut as Gollum in Lord of the Rings trilogy. His deal in these movies included no options or concessions for further Tolkien-based projects, so he also received a fortune to return for both Hobbit films. And now that his scenes in The Hobbit are finished, Circus has stayed on as Peter Jackson's second unit director. Uh, recent howls have demanded uh, deserved Oscar bid for Circus's work in Rise of the Apes. Uh, studio execs at Fox have listened... <clears throat> And before the contract ink was dry, confirmed that an Oscar campaign was mounting for Circus's Caesar character. That's cool. And think of like, think of like 10, 15 years ago, the idea of being a uh, an paid that much yeah. as a motion capture guy. You know, it, and try explaining that. Yeah, try explaining yeah, yeah. that that to somebody. Mom, it's like, I'm what going, do you do for a I'm living? Going to, I'm going to be a. They're going to film me, but I'm not going to be there. <laughs> They're gonna put these big balls. They put these, they put these <laughs> balls these on me. Reflective balls. They put the balls all over up. my Darling, body. Darling, you're going into porn. I don't <laughs> want you into porn. <laughs> and all they're going to do is capture my movement. 
And that's it. That's all I son, have to do. Son, I Googled is, is Andy Circus balls we... on face, <laughs> and I didn't see any apes or voice, Gollum though, or anything. Yeah. He's, um, he voice acts these roles. Yeah, he, he, he does he, some he, voice he, acting, too. But. Yes, he does. Yeah. What happens if you Google Andy Circus balls on face? <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know, Barry. While you're checking that out, American Horror Story may only be four episodes into its first season, but FX has already renewed the show for a second season of 13 oh. episodes. Andy really? Circus okay. balls on I face. Guys, I, see the, I see the clips for it all the time, and it looks interesting. I don't think I could probably watch it. It might give me nightmares. But, uh... The Wednesday Night Horror Series is tracking to become the highest rated series ever for FX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, American Horror Story has grown in the ratings during its first four outings in the coveted audience of 1849. Uh, when it comes to Live Plus 7, that's uh, the, the, where you, the recorded versions, uh, first two weeks have averaged 4.2 million viewers, uh, 2.9 million in 1849, 1.7 in 1834. Series still has nine episodes to air this season and set to finish out its first season with the final two episodes airing December 21st. Now, I, f- I forgot to ask you to save that for me, so I never got to watch it. Oh, boo. How I didn't, wa- you, didn't know you were interested. You can watch it online, uh, I think. Yeah, I can watch it online. It's it's on in demand, but uh, what do you think of it so far? Because I think you're the only one of the, the five of us that are normally here that watch it. I am in- still intrigued by it. It's more seems to be about the dissolving American family and, and domestic sure. problems right? Uh, that are more characterized by the house. But it still is a haunted house story. The basic idea is anybody that has ever died in this house stays in this house. Okay. So it's kind of almost like Thirteen Ghosts-ish. Uh, How many episodes? If, did if you directed watch, by David Lynch. Gotcha. All right. I've he did say that. He's like, it's very Lynch. Are, are you up to current on it? And listen, I am not very much a Lynch fan. All right. There's some Lynch things I've enjoyed, but for the most of it, when I saw him on Holland Drive, didn't do much for uh, me. Lost Highway was like where it ended for me. I was like, no more Lynch films. Watching I that movie was like pulling teeth. Yeah. But this one, it's just Lynch enough to be that Lynch strangeness while still keeping an interesting story that keeps me coming back to it. Gotcha. So it's it's a thinker when it comes. It's not it's not a startle kind of horror show. Okay. It's not a jump scare. It's not for the Saw crowd. It's it's a very intellectual horror so, story. So what about like um, crap, the one that uh, hey, yeah, the thing with Good the story. thing. Good story. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so I watch it with Sarah, and um, she, it, which is weird because we watch that, and then we have to watch like Thundercats or some kind of cartoon so she can go Not to like sleep. Cleanser, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But um. I'm watching it with her. Are, are you up to current with it? Are you, uh, I have not seen the last episode because I was out of town. So. Okay, the last episode was was, was decent. Um, I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep up that that creepiness for and a second season. For, for a whole second season, I, I think it's really good. I just I, I don't know if they can keep that up. So you know, if they've got a second season coming, they got they got their. Yeah, the work cut out for. Yeah, it seems like a one-trick pony. Well, I mean, well, 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 I mean, a haunted house with the family. Maybe yes, maybe no. Are they going to turn into the, Cause, the cause, Adams family? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> if I had a speculation as to where this is going, I think members of this family is going to die, and the other members move out, and possibly a whole other family move in. That's maybe, what I would. Think maybe for, it's for a, a second. maybe it's secretly a prequel to the Adams family. <sighs> it might. Be. How awesome would that be? Uh, or, or Dark Shadows? <laughs> I, no. Although now Tim that Burton's, I think no? about it, you're. I, I'm not sure I can trust your taste in. 
horror why? movies why? anymore. Why? Because he loves horror. Insidious was awesome, and it is fully backed up now, by science. Now, I like horror a lot myself. But what he told me that Jason X was one of his favorite Friday the 13th. It's fun. It's it was so not fun. fun. It was retarded. I just saw it the other night for the first time. Is that the one where he takes that girl's head and puts it in the frozen, yes, the, yes. the liquid nitrogen, yes, and then smashes it? It that wasn't is, even that's fun. It wasn't goofy fun like <laughs> yes, all the it, others. That's it was goofy just fun. Retarded. They created a virtual camp. With naked girls in it to bring Jason in to think he was going to attack the naked girls in the old camp. That was sixty seconds Spoiler of the alert. movie. That was fantastic. It was a yeah, lot of now fun. Now it's ruined for me. Yeah, that was that was maybe one fun part of the movie. But no, the rest it was of it lots was just of fun. You, I was groaning all the way through it. And, uh, and, and on second, that's not a horror movie. That's a comedy. That's a horror camp. That's what it is. Uh, it's just fun. It but was, American Horror Story bad. also apparently has the uh, the crowds tuning in. So yes, it does. So there you go. I was thinking of The Grudge came to me. I like The Grudge. Yeah. The Grudge is good. On December, oh sorry, November 12th, uh, Times Square in New York City will be transformed into a veritable Mario Playhouse in honor of the November 13th launch of the Super Mario 3D Land, arguably the most important title to launch on the 3DS to date. Quote, Nintendo is giving fans in New York City a rare opportunity to experience how 3D significantly enhances and reinvents the beloved Mario gaming experience. Anyone who visits Times Square on November 12th will be invited to play inside Mario's 3D world with life-size warp pipes, trampoline coin jumps, and a flagpole finale. And I wrote Nintendo Busy Press. street to dodge That's cars. That's really in. cool. In addition, fans will receive exclusive tanuki ears and tails so they can look just like Mario does when he gets that classic brown leaf power-up. Oh, that's so freaking awesome. So if you're in New York City, you Times Square, we sewer. still have to send Adrian, and she has to take lots of pictures. All right. Now, 20 years ago in Times Square, a flagpole finale and a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's channeling famous Paul over here. Someone's got to bring it. Someone's got to bring it. Do you, do you approach homeless people and shoot fire at them? What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> I wouldn't want to jump in any open pipes around New York. <laughs> Man, can you imagine that, that what the Times Square hookers are going to be going through that whole week that they're there? It's like, you want what? Your princess is in this castle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you 20 coins. <laughs> Pure gold. Oh, the poison mushroom. With the hype... Oh. Is that the word for it now? Is that what the kids are calling it? With the hype of DC semi-quasi oh, no. kind of resetting their entire universe with the new 52 back in September, as well as the increased sales that generally come along with number one issues, it was a pretty safe bet DC was going to kick Marvel's butt sales-wise in September, and they did, taking 43% of the direct comic market to Marvel's 38%. Now, would DC sales match that once all the number two issues came out? As it turns out, they didn't. They got even better. Here's the market share breakdown by Diamond. DC owns the whopping 50% of all comics sold in direct market compared to Marvel's 30%. Yeah. And DC had seven of the top ten selling comics of the month and the top six slots for the first time in an age. It's because Steve Biggs is buying doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the the one that Professor Biggs sent us the link to that said suck it? Yeah, he that that was his link, yeah. Well but see it's it's all those people who were trying to get their kids like, look, you know, you enjoy comics, you need to start. If you really like these, you should start collecting because they'll be worth something when you're my age. And that's what they're doing. So they're I, lying to them. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something different. I think that uh, all the DC characters, they are very iconic. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, all those. But it's so hard to get into the comics, but it was before, that it's so easy now, you might as well get it. Well, DC yeah, was a high over. fence to climb. Oh, yeah. I got confused by a lot of books. And I wouldn't want to go through that if I were a new comic reader or introducing anyone to DC Comics. I, I kind of know a lot about DC Comics purely through osmosis, as being around DC people, you know, bigs in particular. And uh, now is the ideal time to get into it. And Marvel's right. kind of going that way a little bit. There's a lot going on in Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's starting to get convoluted in their own right. Because I just picked up a couple X Men issues, and now I'm like trying to backtrack and figure. X Men is, is a mess. On. That is. See, that's why I don't even. I haven't even read any of the original Marvel DC. Well, X Men well, is almost. Its, I've read what was it? Ulti- the Ultimates. Is it Ultimate Superman? The one that Dave lent me? No, 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 no. He read. Oh, he lent you Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the only one I've ever read. DC. The, the yeah. com. The only comics I read are all like. Indie? Indie, indie, indie comics. That's it. I don't read any of the Marvel of DC. They're, they're not approachable. That's true. Well, they are now. I mean, X-Men yeah. is it's pretty much its own comic line at this point. Yeah. What? Yeah. X-Men, yeah. X, uh, X-Force, X, uh, X-Factor, Factor, X... You got your uncanny X-Men, astonishing X-Men. X-Mama, yeah. <laughs> Wolverine. X-Wife. <laughs> X-Lax. X-Girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, Moving on. With Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 released worldwide today, GameSpot reports that an analyst from Lazard Capital Markets has estimated the total number of pre-orders for this latest installment in the franchise to total more than 9 million units. If correct, that would mean the game has surpassed the number of pre-orders from its predecessor, uh, Black Ops, by approximately 55%. Oi. The analyst also predicted the game will go on to sell more than 20 million coppers before the end of the year. Whereas Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty Black Ops managed to sell 22 and 25 million units, respectively, in the total time they had been on the market. Uh, by comparison, Battlefield 3 was pre-ordered approximately 3 million times and reached a number of 5 million units sold before the end of its first week in retail shops. That's all. It makes me dizzy. I don't under, even understand which one is which anymore. See, if I follow this... the genre, great. But uh, battle... Call of Duty, Battlefield, Modern Warfare. This, this, this is the best way to figure it out. Call of Duty is the one best played on a console. Uh, Battlefield 3 is the one best played on the PC. Isn't so which one's one? coming out? There's, all, uh, there's a thousand other... Wannabes, but these Ugh. are the two. Which one's coming out? Call of Duty, Call Modern of Duty. Warfare. Gotcha. Three. 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 Excuse me. So, what time period does this one take place? No. Modern. I, I think it's Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's it's Modern Warfare Three. <laughs> and multiple sources in France have reported a daring morning raid of a van carrying approximately uh, five hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of early Call of Duty Modern Warfare copies on the way to retailers. The masked thieves managed to crash their vehicle into the van carrying the merchandise and subdue the drivers before driving away with the loaded van. Wow. Oh, God! The thieves were reportedly equipped with tear gas and knives, and many believing the intent behind the robbery was to sell the unreleased copies on the black market. market. You think? No, they wanted the van. Because they can charge charge them double and say, you get it now. I blame the influence of video games. Holy crap. They could sell it it for $10 or $12 cheaper and still make a ton of money. Well, yeah, because they got it for free. Yeah. 
someone had to pay for that tear gas. <laughs> yeah. And the gas for the go. van. That's <laughs> right. The, the insurance on the car that they rammed into the van. Lunch that day. Because you, you can't rob anything mm-hmm. unless you have a full stomach. <laughs> and it's not news that the music rhythm genre is stagnated and rock band developer Harmonix is keenly aware of that fact. In an interview with Giant Bomb, studio head uh, Alex Rigopoulos and company uh, detailed the future of the franchise and how the company plans to keep it fresh in the marketplace, reluctant to spend on any more plastic instruments and trackbacks. Quote, looking into next year, we're actually considering a fairly fundamental creative reinterpretation of what the rock band business is, he said. We're committed to the franchise, but when I think we, uh, when we do things in the future, it's going to be a pretty dramatic departure from what we've done before. You might assume we're going to add saxophone or something along those lines. Uh, Tuba Hero. (laughs) Tuba Hero. The kind of direction we're planning on taking Rock Band, the kind of innovation we have in mind, is taking it in a different direction, one that's more suitable to the kind of environment we're in and what people are doing now, what they're interested in playing now versus, say, 2007. So what this tells me is you're going to see Connect Rock Band next up. The heroin controller? Yes, the heroin controller. Connect Mosh Pit. So you can be just like Sid and Nancy. (laughs) I mean, think about it. you play your play your tunes, and then you go to the next level, which is the hotel, where mm. you have yeah. to shoot heroin into your you arm. Make sure you get just the needle at the, at the right, right time, right. you know. And, and you, yeah, they've covered the rock and roll angle. Don't now, miss the vein. Now don't they have the to vein. do the sex and the drugs part. Yeah, and that's and where the connect comes. You get in. like a big plastic groupie that you have to have sex with, right? But you have to do it just <laughs> right. <laughs> so it has to be disease. one of the real, the real but Barry, ones. With the right. oh, the real dolls. Yes, but with the connect, you don't need the groupie. No plastic. But that's not true immersion. Yeah, it's true. But you you could do basic or expert. Basic has three buttons. The (laughs) expert has five buttons. (laughs) (laughs) I like the real doll connection. Somebody should actually... And then the sequel to the game was like Rehab Hero. Behind the music hero. (laughs) (laughs) Sit through boring groups. Where are they now, hero? Where are they now, hero? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And Sony Online Entertainment streamed a press conference not too long ago where they announced the official start date of the superhero MMO DC Universe Online transition to free play as of November 1st it started. The move was announced last month when the game's new tiered membership plan was detailed. Basic membership costs no money, but comes with no additional gameplay benefits. A one-time charge of $5 grants platinum membership, which unlocks additional character-slash-inventory slots and a higher cash limit. And for $15 a month, the player becomes a legendary member and even more slots and cash limits to their name. So DC Online is now free to play. Is everything going that way? Uh, it's kind of so. is. Majority, yeah. I'm waiting for I, I WoW just, to do it. Uh, I, did, it kind, I think WoW will. It, uh, WoW already kind of started. Like the first, yeah. you can go up to what, level 20 for free, I think it is? Yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's marketing right now. They're just marketing the game. Yeah. But eventually, I think they're going to... That Let micropayments that thing makes them so much more money. In yeah, the it does. Run. Because yeah. people don't really realize how much they're spending. Yeah. Or, you know, well, kids don't know how much they're spending mommy and daddy's money until mom and dad say, guess that's, what? That's like part of it. effects tables. That's part of it. But, like, the other part is a lot of people don't want to put that $60 up front and then suddenly have to go, oh, crap, now I have to pay this. And now I have to pay this. By just giving it to them for free, they feel like, oh, okay, well, I've got into it for nothing. I'm more willing to spend five dollars here and yeah. then you know a week later well i only spent five bucks last week i still got the game for free i'm just happy because another 10 people bucks in. that you know it, it's like i do i wouldn't have i wouldn't have bought star trek online 
if I had a chance to try it out for a few weeks. Now, I know some idiots that actually went and bought a lifetime subscription to it. What? I bet they're regretting what? that. Uh-huh. Oh, what for real? I regret nothing. Down. Warhammer! Fuck uh. you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a game that you could be a free Barry to do. Here, Fuck have you. the free ones hey, Barry, first. And look try. down at your shirt. Doesn't it's like that look the like oppos- a W? Opposite of free to play. Huh? Look down at your shirt. Doesn't it look like a big W for Warhammer? No, it looks like a recognizer, you asshat. <laughs> Don't forget, look, look, you, get it, you get it into yo. Army and the book because you have three people willing to throw look, money look for down, you. Look down, Barry. Yeah. It looks like a Three w. people willing. Yes, willing. Yeah. Willing. That's friendship. Worthless. Peer pressure. Yeah, and going back to what you said, uh, speaking of... Uh, oh my God, peer pressure? I got into gaming. My friends made me do it. <laughs> microtransactions, uh, making a lot of money for games. Uh, GAI Biz reports that Lego has decided to pull the plug on Lego Universe, which launched in October last year. Though a large part of the game became free-to-play in June earlier this year, the game currently has more than 2 million registered users. A spokesman for LEGO indicated the company has, quote, not been able to build a satisfactory revenue model in the target group, unquote. You got 2 million registered... How many active? That's it. With the well, uh, game server shutting LEGO down universe, so. permanently on January 31st, 2012, LEGO will also be closing down the development studio based in Louisville and a marketing team in Denmark. Was it... Uh... Was it for kids? Uh, never played it. Don't know. What kind of... Was it just the normal Lego stuff? And it was a Lego MMO. But it wasn't any of their... World of Lego. Yeah, know, see, like, it, it wasn't like Harry it was Potter for kids. or any of that stuff. It no, was I'm, just I'm sure Lego. They're still making licensing. bank off of that stuff. Yeah, see, and I like playing those. I like playing They're fun. The themed yeah. ones. I can't wait for the next Harry Potter Lego one to come out. The only one that I had the problem with was the Lego Indiana Jones because there were several segments of it that were just too difficult like see and barry and i we've had that problem because we play the lego ones together which is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. we like them because we can play them together um but you can't beat you can't do 100 percent until you've gone through the game one time completely yeah because mm-hmm. you can't get that in character that can open only certain things right. until you've played it once and then you gotta go through it again. and barry doesn't like i mean i don't either it's one of those things that if you have nothing new to play and you haven't played it in a long time that you're willing to go back through it that's but true once you've played through it already you don't want to have to play through it again just so you can complete everything. Yeah. I, I played like the hell out of Lego twice. Batman, loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Would have probably gone back through with the characters to get all this See, stuff. See, and we started but... going back through with the um, Pirates of the Caribbean one. It that one's tedious real it's in, quick. But it's kind of interesting, that one, because at least it's a little different. But some of them, yeah, I can totally see. Because we have indie as well. Lego indie yeah. is one that I just, I, I keep wanting to go back and see if I could just try it again. But, but after having played Lego Star Wars and how, you know... Oh, Lego I would, Hellraiser. I wouldn't. Yes. Call it, I wouldn't call it easy, but it was it was easy enough to keep me playing, but challenging enough that you know I wasn't just gonna go. Wow, this is just too easy. I'm bored with it. And Lego Nightmare. Right. Open the puzzle See, block. My favorite, part, was just, uh, my favorite part is destroying everything. Yeah. Having everything turn into coins. Yep. Uh, it, I wish that happened in real life. <laughs> we have such cute little landscapes to show you. <laughs> Wow, a Lego Hellraiser. That would be weird. They didn't do horror Lego for See, like I would, young adults. I would play it just so I could just kill everything and destroy it and make it turn into yeah, coins. That's nothing I want coins. to stick my money into. Legos based on horror properties. No. I'd buy it. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Warhammer, yeah. Hey, Lego Warhammer. Let's do Compromise. it. Let's do it. Lego Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Lego Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> the ball is back. 
Jason Siegel has been doing doing press for the Muppets, which arrives no theaters November twenty third. In the interview, he talked a bit about long planned action adventure project he has in the works. Here's what Siegel had to say when he spoke to the playlist: "Quote, I actually just got back to my possession my first script I ever sold when I was twenty one years old." It sat on a shelf, and they didn't know that it was the same Jason Siegel. I came to them because the contract was up, and I went to buy it up, and they were like, no, wait, that was you? That was your script? And I was like, yep, sorry, dudes. So now I own it, and I want to make it. It's a kid's adventure movie in the style of Goonies or Labyrinth or something like that. (laughs) And I think that's the next big thing I'd like to try to tackle. Okay. Uh, Siegel didn't say much more about the project, but did mention that it would feature a mix of live action and puppets. Quote, I don't want anyone to steal the idea yet, Siegel responds when he asks to discuss the story. There are parts I could play, but I'd be happy to just produce it. It's a really cool kids' adventure story, and there could be puppets involved. I have an idea of a type of puppet I've never seen before. Yay, puppet movies. We don't have Without enough of those. damn time. Yeah. How was Goonies like Labyrinth? Yeah. I it was know. an adventure. Yeah. Right. It's kind of the but fantasy uh, type okay, of adventure. Yeah, it's it's puppets. Puppets. adventure movie. Yeah, Goonies didn't have puppets. No. Goonies that's that's why it's that's why. Was kind of a puppet. Right. But but the idea is kids going on an adventure. Kids going on an adventure. Yeah. Beyond but maybe their wildest it, imagination. Maybe maybe in a magical land. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and maybe, land, maybe it's like Goonies meets Labyrinth right. is what he's trying to do. Probably. Ludo. But he does love his puppets, doesn't he? Ludo. Because he did uh, the Sarah Marshall thing. That's yeah. true. He does which, love puppets. Which was, that was the best part of the movie. The, 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 the play thing. at the end. Yeah, the play at the end. Was <laughs> the best part awesome. of a good movie. Oh, the one where he does the musical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was The funny. Van Helsing, yes. Dracula. <laughs> and uh, we were at a Hall- I was at a Halloween party and somebody had like on the Halloween channel and they had that song that he did. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Stephen King's Rose Matter is finally going to get his big shot at the big screen. Uh, Palomar Pictures has taken it upon themselves to take on the challenge as part of a three-film deal with Garza so uh, no Park. So no more sci-fi B-movie or C-movie? Uh, I don't know who had it beforehand, so I couldn't tell you. You're talking about like Rose Red and stuff, right? No, Rose Matter. That's a, that's a different novel. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Rose Red was, a, was written for television. Okay. Uh, Rose Matter is a combination of several different elements. It's a domestic saga, part fairy tale, part Greek myth. A uh, story involves a woman trying to escape from her abusively violent husband. She ends up getting a painting that she can go inside. Once she enters the painting, she encounters the insane Rose Matter and undertakes a quest to face down a minotaur in its labyrinth. Once she ends up back in the real world, our heroine finds she may be inheriting Rose Matter's mental health problems. The script for the film is being written by Naomi Sheridan, who wrote In America. And also, a couple of months ago, it was announced that uh, horror author Stephen King and filmmaker Steven Spielberg were teaming up to bring us a TV adaptation of King's novel Under the Dome for Showtime. Uh, Today it was reported that Why the Last Man comic book and Lost writer uh, Brian K. Vaughn has been hired to write the script for the drama series being developed by DreamWorks Television. Hmm. That's interesting, but you said a magic word there. Why the last man? Uh, any news on that? No. I haven't heard a darn thing regarding that. I know it that. got optioned. I don't know yep. who optioned it. Was it Plan B? Uh, don't know. I don't even know where that's sitting right now. God, that's awesome. That but, thing is just like written for yeah. a movie, a movie, a series, really. Yeah. And I wish I had some kind of tablet I could look that up. I could probably find out. That yeah, screw that. That's so <laughs> it's so mm, far away. They're overrated. <laughs> Foot from his knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right there. Not even. A deadline reports that Lionsgate TV is shopping around an animated comedy based on the hit franchise Harold and Kumar. 
Oh, no. uh, Comedy Central and MTV are among a number of cable networks interested. Original writers John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg are reportedly on board to write and produce. John Cho and Cal Penn are also on board to lend their voices and also produce. I would watch and that if it were the further adventures of Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. <laughs> yes. So That's far, it. not Fuck involved. Because he is the stomachs. best part of those movies. So far, not involved. Um, I enjoyed the Clerks animated series. Me too. Uh, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't for all. That pissed me off so much. How little respect that comic, that that cartoon series that cartoon was given. Got, yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I mean, and I kind of like, you guys have the, the two the same, cartoon figures right up there. The same oh, kind yeah. of attention. You know? And it kills me because like critics were giving it positive reviews for the most part. It was Fan, getting decent viewer fans viewership. Loved it, fans yeah. loved it, but ABC was just like, eh. Well, it's because it's ABC. Well, yeah. yeah. Those types of things need to be on cable. They need to be on basic oh, cable God. networks. If that, had, if that had been on like uh, Adult Swim or something, if Adult Swim had been around yeah, at yeah. that That's time. That's true. That would have been yeah. perfect. Oh, my God. It'd still be around. I think Adult Swim be on, did do yeah. some airings of it. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. Firefly. Did, or, you know, when Firefly was on, it would have mm-hmm. done better if it wasn't on a major network. A lot of those shows do better when they're not on. Yeah. Well, Firefly would have done better if it were on any well, network as, but as, as Smith said, he thought, you know, he, he had the chance to do it. He thought he wanted to be a... Uh, he could have been the big fish in the small pond, opted to go for the big pond, and sunk. Basically. Bloop, 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 bloop. And finally, a British fan and collector slipped into a homicidal rage after his wife tried to, quote, make his life hell, unquote, by destroying his beloved Star Wars memorabilia. Yes, I saw that on the news. We saw it. Yeah. According it was... to The Mirror, 30-year-old Ricky Latouche pled guilty to choking his wife, porn palady uh, Ciceroy, uh, 28 years old, to death after she pummeled his collection of Star Wars memorabilia, which he had been building since he was a boy and was worth in the, quote, thousands of pounds. Yeah, we I'm saw this on the soup, and I thought it was a joke. Judgment, yeah. not guilty. Not up. guilty. Yeah, this, this crowd is a Just, Justifiable homicide. <laughs> Latouche met his Thailand-born wife in a Bangkok bar 10 years ago. Whoa, really? Well, there's your first mistake. <laughs> but yep. since Let then, me show you my two-stroke pump. He claimed that oh, she was threatening to return home without him. In a police interview, Latouche said, quote, My wife is from Thailand, and she keeps threatening to leave. We argued, and she said she was going to make my life hell. She's put, it through, she's put me through it before. I couldn't let it happen again. I, didn't, I remember getting on top of her. I think I've choked her, unquote. He pled guilty to manslaughter, was sentenced to a minimum 12 years in prison. So, hands off you the toy. You pled guilty? God, your lawyer sucks. <laughs> Justifiable. Justifiable homicide, right there. And that's the news, my friends. Mm. But you got some to it? Write us comments at uglycouchshow.com. And of course, watch the Ugly Couch Show itself. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. There was yeah, one time stuff. Sarah hid my uh, Xbox controllers. I could have choked her out for that. Yeah. She Why hit them on purpose? Them? Why'd you hide them? Oh, because I left a. <laughs> oh please! Yes, there we go. Yes, uh, she was away He's on a trip. And this was before we were living together. I uh, I was watching her cat for her, so <laughs> I I took a condom and I filled it with some shampoo and put it in the trash can, <laughs> just kind of like where it could be seen. Right. So and, what a dick. <laughs> and I came home and actually I think I came to this. She uh, she came home on a Tuesday, so I I came to the show that night. And oh. I got back, and like she had cleaned up her house, and I was like, "Oh, I know, I know, she's seen it. She's had to have seen it. What? what, what where's the, where's the fun?" 
and nothing. <laughs> nothing. So I go into the bathroom. I was like, it's still there. Okay, fine. She hasn't seen it. She just missed it. I'm just going to leave it there. We'll play this out. <laughs> and she, and she's be, she starts being really nice. She's like, oh, oh you know, yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you sit down, relax, take it easy, you know. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do some reading. Why don't you play some Xbox? I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Where's my controllers? Uh, um, and she's like, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I, See, I have two of shit. them. I normally have one on the one on the charge. Where's the charging stand? I don't have the charging stand. Where's the where's the controllers? I don't. The, what's going on? And she's like, uh, well, maybe next time you won't be throwing condoms uh, in the trash. <laughs> and. I got the better end of it because what actually happened is she called up my friend, my roommate at the time, Dusan, and was like, I'm throwing all this crap out on the porch. Come and pick it up or leave it to the trash. I don't care. I don't want them anymore. So she, so he talked her down and explained it was just a prank. Yeah, probably. That would have been over the line for me. That would, that wow. prank would have been just a little over the line. I'm sorry. All right. Noted. <laughs> well, you know, but we live Just together. April Fool's. There's, there's not much you can really get by me since I do all the cleaning in the house. Yeah. Besides, we, I have to channel my hatred that direction. Why? You, sir. Why? Because you're a dick. I don't think That's you use, right. I don't think Torgo. you use condom. The next real. time you see a condom in your garbage can, <laughs> you know where it came from. <laughs> it's gonna be real. <laughs> Is it shampoo? I'm afraid to find out. I am not opening it up. <laughs> Now I know why Kirsten never has Torgo over at his place because he's afraid of what. Oh my God! Pranks well, I already told. There. I already told him he's not allowed in our upstairs. He's been to my unattended. place. Wait a minute! Yes, he ah! chaperoned at all times. Now I'm never going to sleep. <laughs> Weeks later, I'm waiting for shit to happen. You do this to yourself. What you? I what? You do this to yourself? You invite me into your homes. <laughs> oh, it's technically our fault. You're vampire now. You invite him in. <laughs> it's like our fault for inviting you in. Okay, well we then I'm going to us. do that uninviting spell so you can't walk in the door. Uh, you just say you, know, you have to do it right, otherwise I can just walk right back in. Okay. Why don't you say it once? Have you tried like salt at all the borders? <laughs> maybe. You gotta go down to New Orleans and get that that powder that you put that makes the barrier, and you just sprinkle it under the door. Gunpowder? Mm-hmm. No, not gunpowder. <laughs> Besides, I will well, bring... New Orleans is gunpowder. Yeah. You mix it with whiskey, drink it, spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, why, why them vampires ain't coming in now. It's whiskey, you don't spit. It. Besides, I'll come with two well, wards. You, you could use the, the a famous. bag of Necrons and acrylic paint. I hate you. <laughs> there you go. That's true. Devil let him in for that. That's true. I probably would. <laughs> you may enter. It's easier when you have an accomplice. I invite you in. No! <laughs> Barry comes running down the stairs. <laughs> now the garlic won't work. No, actually, that attracts me. Yeah, garlic. Yeah, that's funny. Barry is sitting here with a big frown on his face across the room. <laughs> I can't encourage this behavior. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. And Deb. It's good to be back, and thanks for listening, folks. Next week. Woo! All right. Do something geeky and tell us about it. Dick-ass fart, Paul. Yep, there it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. drink. Ah. So, we already figured 40K is where we're going, all right? So, yes. yes. And you kind of you explored, you said Necrons was kind of, you were interested in it. I just dead one. Guys. Oh, come on, Barry, we have the garage for it. And you we wonder why I don't come over on game night. Yeah. We have the space. I'm happy to make the terrain. Mm-hmm. See? It's not hard. You already... See, you DM. You, you don't get to play. You need to be able to yeah, play. Yeah, you need to just be I, 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 I tell you what, Barry. I will DM the Warhammer game. 
You don't play anymore, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played? Wow, no. he knows. Have you ever watched no. a game? Nerdy no. Wow. It was always that side of nerdy for me, but now I think I'm fully crossed over. So. Well, play you're Skyrim! Make, you're making terrain. Play yeah. Skyrim. Damn it, all of you. Play Skyrim. Now. Go get it. Now. Skyrim. Eat it. Eat it. You love it. You love Skyrim. Get Skyrim. Oh, yes. Skyrim. You need some Skyrim. Have some Skyrim. I don't even have time to play Hundo, the keynote globally, you'll know the deal.